So excited to join you today as we head into the Independence Day weekend. If you're in the U.S., we hope you have a great time shooting fireworks and being with your friends. But if you are outside the U.S., well, I don't know how you found our podcast, but we really appreciate you watching, and we hope you have a great weekend, too. All right, Drew, this week on Recommended, um, probably going to be a little bit shorter, don't you think? Yes. Yeah, we um. so if you don't know this, normally we record on Wednesdays and release on Thursdays. But I'm going to be out of town all this week, so we are recording on Sunday, uh, and we picked a couple movies that we've seen in the past that we think uh, will be fun to talk about. And Drew, I don't mean to rush through this. Is that a good segue? No. (laughs) (laughs) But it's the best one at the time, I guess. (laughs) We are going to be talking about Rush Hour and Scooby-Doo. So, with that horrid segue, Drew, you had to watch Rush Hour this week. Did you like Rush Hour? <sighs> yeah, I mean, okay, so Rush Hour, it's basically this um, this daughter of this Chinese diplomat gets kidnapped. And it's up to... I can't remember why, but the FBI didn't even want to deal with it. Like the, yeah. the FBI was like, uh, we don't no, care. No, no. Um, I think they did, but the like the government or no the the daughters, the guy's daughter or the dad, the Chinese guy. That's a lot of words to say, dad. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a break. The government, <laughs> the guy's daughter. <laughs> so, <laughs> the girl's dad. Like that'd be all right trying to do it themselves, and the guy's dad's just or girl's dad's just like, nah, fam, let me call my boy. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Jackie Chan comes in the picture, and he's aided by um, Chris Tucker, who the actor uh, Carter is his name <laughs> in the movie, and um, Chris Tucker playing himself. <laughs> yes, which is basically true. I mean, like goodness gracious. Um, so he's aided by this uh, L.A. detective. Named Carter. So it's, um, which now I'm just blanking on, what was Jackie Chan's character's name? Because oh. I know it wasn't Jackie Chan. I think it's Lee, huh? Lee, yes. Nice kick, Lee. Yes. So you got Lee and Carter, and they're trying to find this diplomat's daughter. And, um, a bunch of chaos kind of ensues. It's a, uh, look, I mean, this is like a classic buddy cop movie. Mm-hmm. It's like the, uh, the opposite couple, you know, where... You have someone from uh, a distant culture coming to the West Coast and intermingling with like American culture, but specifically American West Coast culture and um, African American culture. And it's just, there's some hijinks, there's some hilarity. Chris Tucker's pretty funny. He improvs and riffs a lot of his stuff. I was kind of reading some of the, the background details on IMDb. Um, a lot of his scenes are improv or improved. Um, the uh, yeah, <laughs> sorry, my mouth isn't working today. Words, um, yeah. There's some great scenes in there, like uh, Jackie Chan is kind of a fish out of water scenario. Yeah, 
and he's like messing around with the radio dial and he, <laughs> Chris Tucker's like, don't ever touch a black man's radio. What are you doing? Just like spouting off like a million miles a minute. Um, yeah. Chris Tucker talks really fast in this movie. Like, I've just never heard million miles a minute. Oh, sorry. Well, there you go. You learn something new every day, bro. It's really fast. But, uh, but yeah. So, I mean, it's a fun movie. It's, it's very much a late 90s buddy cop movie. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah. Now, before we did this, we were looking at some synopsises and stuff, and Drew found this synopsis that was like, at the top it's like, spoiler alert, and then the synopsis was literally like, what, five sentences long? Yeah, it basically just summarized the film in no detail at all. No detail. <laughs> it, was, it was like, two cops try to find, try to find this girl. Oh, one of them's Asian, the other's black, <laughs> the end. Like, hijinks ensues. That's like, literally what it said. I'm like, how is this spoiler really, first off? And how would you justify this as a synopsis? Oh, it was so bad. <laughs> so bad. But uh, but the movie itself, I would say, it's pretty funny. I mean, would you say? Oh, yes. It's, I mean, it's, you know, and I think for the most part, I think it got a PG-13 rating. Mm-hmm. But... I'd say it's pretty family friendly. Like, there's not like a lot of there's not a lot of swear words in it. There is some violence. There's a shootout scene uh, once or twice. Listen, um, if you've got kids, I would say okay. If I was like, if I had a nine year old, especially me and him would watch him sit down and watch Rush Hour. Yeah, like I wouldn't have any qualms about that. Yeah. Um, younger than nine, you're just gonna have to judge it based off your kid. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, I'm sure there's some eight-year-olds out there who could handle it easy. I mean, I watched it as a little kid. I did too. Yeah, I remember watching it, and like, I think I remember watching it when it like came, came out. out. Yeah, in like '98 or '99, somewhere yeah, around there. Like, I was probably Seven, eight or nine right. years old. You know. So. Yeah, and the funny thing about this movie is that you have all their like. Obviously, they're just they argue the whole time about it, and then at the end, they finally get. Um, Figure out, hey, oh man, we work really well together. Uh, enough to spawn a rush hour two and three, you know. Um, and, and the even greater thing is about this that this movie was like so well received and well done that Jackie Chan literally did this movie again with Owen Wilson in Shanghai Noon. There's yeah. a movie called Shanghai Noon to where he goes to the American West essentially in like the late 1800s or something like that but like it's like it's the same movie as rush hour like they're looking for a girl that's been kidnapped and <laughs> it's just like a fish out of water buddy cop scenario except they're on horses except they're on horses like that's it yeah <laughs> i didn't um, even realize that still an equally kind of funny movie you know i enjoyed it now tell me this jackie chan i ask you this because i know you know more about movies than me this wasn't his first movie, but was this one of his really big breakout movies, or was that earlier? So this is one of his like first movies to break out in America. Jackie yes. Chan had done like previous films in Hong Kong, and in fact, I was reading just a, just a little while ago that um this was the first movie that Jackie Chan did where his his voice wasn't dubbed in English. Apparently, his movies prior to that they were always dubbed. Um, he actually used his natural speaking voice. In Rush Hour for the first time that most American audiences saw. Um, so, yes. Which is funny because, like, this really spawned him into, like, the Jackie Chan show. That little cartoon. Yeah. Do you remember that? Uh-huh. I don't know who, 
Oh my goodness, that was a show. Yeah, and like he really became like a phenomenon. He became in American a family, culture, like a household name. Yeah, for yeah, absolutely. Like he um and like every the the fact that everyone always spurts out is totally true. Like he does his own stunts. He you know he and he's a really great actor. And I didn't know this, but he's been in like hundreds of films too. Because mm-hmm. he did a lot in Hong Kong before he ever even came to America. Like he did a lot of movies back then. And then he's done like a crap ton yeah. now. Um, he's so yeah, he's been in, yeah, he's been in like literally hundreds of films. Mm-hmm. So is Chris Tucker. Maybe not hundreds. Yeah. I, like he's got four. Eight, eight, <laughs> like four. He's been in more than four uh, movies. Okay, five? Okay, time <laughs> out. All right. First off. All I know people, three from the Rush Hour movies. We <laughs> he's know that. had more than that. He has had a lot more movies than that. I'm about to click and check for you because that feels so unfair. <laughs> I love Chris Tucker. Let oh me, let goodness, me say there's this. a rumored Rush Hour 4? What? Oh, what? How Apparently they made like a series, like a TV show. I don't remember that. In like 2015 or something. 21 with 22 if Rush Hour 4 happens. So, you know what? That's more than four or five. You know what? You got me there. Now, Good job, Chris Tucker. Good I wanna, job. I want to say something real quick before yeah. we do this. Because, Drew, you have been talking up a movie to me for the past few weeks. Yes. Talking about, I'm going to recommend to you at one point. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And you know what that movie is? Yes. Jackie Brown. Yes. Chris Tucker was in Jackie Brown. Yes. Did you just conveniently forget that? Oh, no. That's why I said four. I was thinking <laughs> the three rush hours and then Jackie Brown. <laughs> like, oh, that's, why I, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> he was in a lot more than that. Oh, great. Good for him. Okay. Give yourself a pat on the okay. back. Some of the, I will say some of the He also truth. disappeared for like 20 years along he with Dave Chappelle. Friday. I forgot about that. House Party 3... House Party 3, what? Yeah. Oh, so he wasn't in the first two house parties? Nope. <laughs> Those were such illustrious films. The Fifth Element, Money Talks. Oh, he was in The Fifth Element. I love The Fifth Element. Um, then a lot of video shorts. Silver Linings Playbook. What? Billy Wynn's Long Halftime Walk. Okay, yeah. I can make up movie titles too, Brett. Like, what? I mean, <laughs> so... Give me a break here for a moment. I feel like Chris Tucker's name is far bigger than just four movies, though. Like, what's he? What else is he doing? Because definitely, like, when Rush Hour came, I know he's obviously known for Rush Hour, but I feel like he's done so much more than just that. Has he not? Is he well, like a stand-up comedian or anything? I don't think so. What um, the crap. I know. Uh, he the, his role in The Fifth Element, which I forgot. It's like a big role. Like that's. Have you ever seen The Fifth Element? It's like a cult classic. Like it wasn't popular when it came out, but it gained like a lot of popularity since it released. And uh, his role was like big in that. Um, And yeah, I mean, there's a couple of other movies you named too that I was like, oh yeah, I forgot he was in that. But he like disappeared from acting. Yeah, he's for several years. When I looked at his stuff, he's so like hit or miss. Like he had like a after the rush hours, he had like a gap for mm-hmm. like 10 years. Like he like um 
it's like him and Dave Chappelle both disappeared at like the same time in like the mid 2000s, like 2007 or 2008. Look, and they were gone for like 10 years. Look, essentially. Look, I just, I'm going to pose this. And I'm not trying to say anything besides that. Have you ever seen Dave Chappelle and Chris Tucker in the same room at the same time? I mean, I've never met Dave Chappelle in a room, so, you know. Are you implying you met Chris Tucker? Yeah. (laughs) Everyone has. (laughs) I mean, like... He's your boy. No. uh, Yeah. I don't know. It's pretty interesting, though. I wonder why he disappeared for so long. They're the same person, man. Or maybe, hear me out. They made a deal with. Did the this wrong become like Infowars, Alex Jones they, podcast? They, like, we're, we're, they why are we made, on conspiracy theories right now? They made a deal with the wrong person, and he came to pay it. So they had to go under the table until the statute of limitations was over. That person, O.J. Simpson. <laughs> done, done, done. No, Michael Jackson, because he died, and then they came out of the woodwork. Oh my god. I'm telling you, bro. You just—it all makes so sense. Our, so many of our single-digit fans. It all makes sense. <laughs> so many. Tell me, I'm wrong. You're Tell wrong. What? <laughs> it's super easy. It makes so much sense, though. Okay, we got to get out of this craziness. Um, Brett, what would you rank the movie? <laughs> Rush Hour, fun fan film. I liked it. It always makes me laugh. I especially enjoy the outtakes at the end of the movie. They're great. Um, I'm going to go feel fish. Was that the first one or the second one? No. <laughs> That was so funny. Chris Tucker trying to pronounce that. I think that was the first one. $50 million? Who you think you got? Chelsea Clinton? (laughs) (laughs) Kelsey Grammer? Is it Chelsea or Kelsey? Oh my gosh. Chelsea. (laughs) Chelsea Clinton. I would rank Rush Hour a solid seven. Okay. Um, It was fun. Uh, I would watch it again. I gave it a 6.5. It is fun. I'd probably watch it again too. There you go. Uh, Rush, Rush Hour had six wins. Yeah, did you know that? In what? I'm about to find out. Winner of Outstanding Actress in a Feature Film for Elizabeth Pena. Uh, it won the fa- in Blockbuster Entertainment Awards. Blockbuster. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Such a, yeah. <laughs> hey. They got the favorite duo and um, the BMI <laughs> Film and TV Awards. They were the winner. The for Body Mass Index Award. <laughs> I don't. The Bogey Awards in Germany. Oh, they won. Great. The Golden Screen in, in a country Germany, that doesn't won. exist. They what? <laughs> All of our our single German fan. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. So so this will tell you that it's okay to watch with kids. They were actually nominated in the Kids Choice Awards. You know, you say that, and I almost remember. Them Chris, getting slimed or something like that. Chris like, Tucker was the positive. nominee. Uh, now, MTV Movie and TV Awards, they won the best on-screen duo. Um, yeah. They did have really good chemistry. They did. They worked well. I mean, there's yeah. a reason there have been three, or mm-hmm. maybe four movies. Um, it's three, Brett. I know, but they might be getting a th- fourth. <laughs> That that fourth is not going to happen. Oh, give him a break! If Jackie Chan's up for <laughs> not it. Gonna... Chris Tucker is. He needs <laughs> to rejuvenate his career now that Michael oh Jackson's dead. Oh gosh! Oh. Michael Jackson's been dead for like ten years. I know he's been waiting for everything uh, to fly over. Okay, Lord, get us out of here. 
right. IMDb um, fan yeah. score is 7.0. The Metacritics is a 60. They're right in between. You're right in the mm-hmm. middle. I'm right there, too. Um, Drew, any final comments on Rush Hour before we head over to Scooby Dooby Doo? No. Perfect. All right. Drew, you recommended Scooby Doo to me, the 2002 film, the first live action Scooby Doo that I'm aware of. My goodness, what a fun trip that was. I remember when I was in middle school, my dad was cool enough to have TVs in the back of his car, like in the headrest or whatever, and we had a DVD player. And so we'd take turns who was bringing who to school day because we had a bunch of kids all together. And whenever it was my week, I would have the Scooby-Doo DVD in there, and we would watch through it. And the goal was by the end of the week, we'd watch through the whole movie. Did you grow up in like a compound or something? What, what are you talking mean? about? It was a like, cul-de-sac. Like all the all the kids ride together. Well, no, so because we had a bunch of kids the same age, like just to save parents time, it'd be like, all right, this week da da da's bringing you. This week da da da's bringing you. Oh, okay. It's just carpooling. Gotcha. Um, but so when it was my week, the goal would be Monday, we start Scooby Doo. Friday we're done with Scooby Doo. Um, and I would like to say that I changed DVDs every time. I did not. It was almost always Scooby-Doo. And, wow. here's, and here's the secret. Almost every single time, I did not watch all the way through. We would just skip to the ending fight scene because we like to watch Daphne put it on some people. Hey, yo. Because we were middle school boys. Yeah. Uh, and personally, well, we're going to have a lot to talk about this in a second. I was a huge fan of when Scrappy Doo got big, and I got to hear him be like, "Scooby Doo, where are you?" I was like, "He's right there!" Oh my god! Oh my goodness! It was such okay. So Scooby Doo, basically, the gang's all together. They solve a crime, and they get pissed at each other. Can we say that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. You just did. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, too late now. Bro. So they get angry at each other and they all split up. And so years later, they're coming back together to go to this island where they're supposed to get all this junk. And they uncover a mystery. They have to solve. They're trying to um, figure out why all these people are basically turning into zombies. Um, not like eat your flesh zombies, but like. I mean, it would have been a lot better if it was. <laughs> <laughs> basically, like they're hypnotized to be like bros. Yeah. Um, and it's. Uh, finally, they figure out the guy who's supposed to be in charge is behind it, and then they find out soon afterwards that that's not actually him, that it's Scrappy-Doo and a robot, and then Scrappy gets gigantified and tries to kill everybody because they ditched Scrappy-Doo at a road stop or something like that. Like, what jerks? First off... Totally deserved. First off, <laughs> first off, Drew, tell the story you were telling me earlier. Okay. Look. Listen, for all I'm assuming the people listening to this podcast are probably millennials like me and Brett. Scrappy Doo is like the worst character. I and, personally and, loved Scrappy Doo. Okay, well Brett's in the TV show weird. Uh, in the TV show, okay, like fine, cartoon. whatever. Um, he's awful in that too. But I digress. Scrappy Doo is like the worst character ever. How? But the saving I grace. Think, I about, think the villains were the worst characters. Scrappy Doo was the villain in this movie. <laughs> like, I said in the cartoon. Spoiler alert! Uh, Don't you? Did you not love when uh, Scooby, Shaggy, and Scrappy went to the cool school? No, that was such a good movie. No. Yes. Why? Because they go 
And they have to learn how to be monsters. Friendship is power. Oh. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Um, one of... Uh, I'm trying to... Oh, gosh. What was his name? Help me out here. Freddie Prince Jr. No. What? I don't remember who you said. <laughs> oh, I got it. All right. A man who I highly respect. Debatable. Tim Curry. Um, Tim Curry was offered the role of uh, Monte, uh, Montevarius. Montevarius. Mon- Montevarius is like the bad guy. Um, he was offered the role, and he's like a lifelong, Tim Curry's like a lifelong Scooby-Doo fan, and he was like pumped up about it until he read the script and found out that Scrappy-Doo <laughs> was in it, and he refused. Like, he could have cashed that check, but he was like, nope. He said, this animated dog is in here. I'm putting my foot down. And he refused. And God bless that man for that every day. I know, because <laughs> then we got Rowan Atkinson, who was so much better. Oh, I mean, Rowan Atkinson's great. I don't want to diss him. He's probably the best thing in this movie, besides okay. Matthew Lillard. Okay, let's, but, uh, let's just pause for a moment, okay? But, I mean, Tim Curry, come on, he's a legend. He is, but... Okay, this is what I have to ask you. Despite... The plot obviously not being that great. Okay. Um, two questions actually. One, as a kid, did you enjoy watching it? Yeah, I think I actually remember seeing this movie in the theaters. Me too. I, I loved watching this movie as a kid, especially. But as a, I mean, kids have awful taste in movies. It doesn't matter. It was made for kids. Yeah. Well, after the rewrite. Well, yeah, I was, yeah, there's a story behind that too. Um, what was your second question? My second that? question is. Did you not think that the actors, like all the cast, was good? Like, think about who was in there at the time, especially yeah, I mean, that time in their careers. Freddie Prince Jr. had just finished uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer, mm-hmm. and he did a great job in that, or both of them, I guess. Sarah Michelle Gellar. Sarah also. Michelle Gellar, Buffy yeah. the Vampire Slayer, Matthew Lilliard, someone who inevitably became the voice of Shaggy for 20 years until Scoob, and he was. Not happy about that. Mm. I, I guess not. Ha- I mean, obviously wasn't happy, but I mean, like disappointed. Yeah, because he loved being Shaggy. Yeah, it's- <laughs> I, I'll say this: Matthew is it Lillard or oh, I like I always pronounce his name. All right, uh, Matthew Lillard was the best part of that movie. Oh, of course, cause by he, far he personified Shaggy like, so well. He did Shaggy so good, and he um he so everyone who played in this movie. Or had a part in this movie hates this movie, like that. That's on the IMDb thing. It's not me being like a jerk because you just gave me that face. They, they made like, two of them. Like everyone hated this movie. The second one was worse. But yes, but uh, Matthew Lillard looks back at it fondly. But he was hands down the best thing about the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I will give some credit. The CGI Scooby. Wasn't that bad, especially it's, for O two. Yeah, for like when you think about the time, because CGI effects, like the early two thousands, were still really rough or not that great. I mean, like look at some of like the, uh, like the Resident Evil films. Those CGI effects are just like, uh huh. They're like, oh, they're awful. Um, or even like, I don't know. I'm trying to think about early 2000s, like like the first Blade movie. Some of the CGI effects were really bad, but uh, this the CGI effects for Scooby wasn't 
that bad. Like it, it he looked like an actual dog. No, for you know, sure. like like and he like emoted and and all that stuff. So I I'll give it some credit, but I mean, come on. So speaking of the rating thing, it's set to have a PG thirteen rating. And initially, Shaggy was going to be a stoner. Mm-hmm. Velma and Daphne were going to have a side relationship. Yep. And there were going to be a lot of marijuana references. Yep. Obviously. Uh, and according to Sarah Michelle Geller, after the cast had all signed on to it, they changed it to become family-friendly. And then in, 07, or in 17, James Gunn confirmed that the original cut had an R rating, and they ended up having to use CGI to cover the cleavage. <laughs> yep. I know. Biggest mistake ever. <laughs> Instead of smoking weed in the van, they're cooking pancakes in the van. Yep. Every I can't imagine like being a parent and watching that and knowing like this is set from the seventies, like Scooby Doo is, and then being like you see the smoke coming out of the van, you're like they smoking weed in there, and then all the kids are like I wonder what's going on. Oh, they're cooking pancakes, and the parents are like uh-huh. uh huh. Is Scooby Doo set from the seventies? Scooby Doo started in the seventies. Yeah, I thought it was like way earlier than that. Oh. Look that up. Looking it up, I guess for like forties or fifties. No, like the original. No, the original Scooby Doo. It was the seventies. It was definitely the seventies. I guess so. Why was I thinking earlier? I don't know, but it premiered in um, nineteen sixty nine, September thirteenth, nineteen sixty nine. Yeah, I was about to say, nah, dude, they were all hippies. I, I do remember, I don't know, for some reason I thought it was like older. What 50s or 40s person wore an ascot? Let's be real. Sammy Davis Jr.? I don't know. No. <laughs> um, but anyways, so what would you, alright, so what would you rank this? Let's get down to ranking. Oh, man. Um, if I was 12 years old again, I would rank this an 8. I am 30 years old, and I would rank this a 5.5. It's not the worst thing ever. I'm pr- I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it. If I had a little kid who had grown up watching or grows up watching some Scooby Doo cartoons, maybe I'll get Boomerang at one point. You know, I would watch it with him. But I'm definitely not going to be like, "Hey guys, want to go watch Scooby Doo together?" Yeah, just not happening. Yeah, I too. I'm right there with you. I think 5.5 is a very fair score. I originally was going to just give it a, a middle 5. Like uh-huh. It could go either way for me. But I agree. Like There there are some good parts. Matthew Lillard's probably the best part of that. And then the CGI for Scoob uh, was actually pretty decent. The cast is pretty good. It's, it was just like bad writing and directing is what really just screwed this movie up. But, uh, but yeah, 5.5. Um, 5.5. I'm looking at this. It says, originally Matthew Lillard would scream for a very long time to make his voice all hoarse to do a perfect shaggy imitation. Hmm. But it didn't work out, so he began to try to imitate the voice he did when his voice was all tired from screaming. <laughs> That's a big brain right there. Galaxy mm-hmm. brain. <laughs> now, before we go and give the IMDb rings, I have a question. I know that Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar, they, they're a couple, aren't they? I know they were. Are they a couple now? I think they still are. Mazel tov. <laughs> uh, <laughs> After filming, Freddie Prince had to shave his head because of the bleach ruined his hair. <laughs> oh, no. Did they break up? 
Oh no, no, I was saying about the Shamans. No, they're it's married. They're now, still two married. Kids. Yeah, they're married. They've been married since two thousand two. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's actually for like a Hollywood relationship. I think That's they a really met long time. on this. Or no, they were a couple. No, at they the were time. they were dating. They yeah. were dating, and they didn't know they were both reading the script at the same time. Did not realize it. Yeah. But uh, wow, yeah. So awesome. Willard was cast as Shaggy because of his uh, performance in Thirteen Ghost, mm-hmm. in which there was a Scooby Doo show involving Thirteen Ghosts called The Thirteen Ghosts of Scooby Doo. Yes. And Thirteen Ghosts is a pretty good movie too. Oh man, the, okay, I'm I'm about to give us the ratings, ratings, and move on. Mm. But I have to ask this. Apparently, according to IMDb, Jim Carrey was considered for the role of Shaggy. Oh wow, what a movie that would have been. I would not. I don't. Two thousand two, Jim Carrey. I feel like that would have been right. similar to the Batman. I movie he did in like ninety seven, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. I think he played him Batman Returns and or something like that in ninety seven. Yeah. So yeah. Wouldn't be a fan. I don't think it's Batman and Returns. I don't remember. Wasn't Batman and Robin? Batman and Robin was ninety five with George Clooney. It was the one after that. Batman Begins. Because uh, Batman Forever. Batman Forever. That's it. Yeah. Um. So I think it was like ninety seven. So we probably would have gotten like a Riddler style. <laughs> Jim I'm glad Perry. we did. <laughs> like, yeah, I think I think Matthew Lillard's like he even like he looks like Shaggy. Too. Yeah, like that's the that's the thing. Like he he looks like him. He talks like him. Like that was the perfect role. And don't get me wrong, I like Jim Carrey. I just don't think he would be sh- good Shaggy. Hmm. Um, IMDb fan score five point one. We're right there with him. Um, Metacritic score guess uh, twenty five. Drew's dabbing. Close thirty five. Oh, yeah. Okay. So they did a little bit better than we thought they would. Um, All right, Drew, that is all we have for today, except for we have to prepare ourselves for next week. Yes. Drew, I have a question. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite form of entertainment when you're in Vegas and not the slot machines? You're in Vegas? Yes. The buffets. No. Uh, I'm a portly fella. <laughs> no. Um, it's what a magic show. Oh, my gosh. And so you're going to be watching Now You, now see, you see Me. me. <laughs> you already knew. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's, streaming, it's streaming some places. Check Netflix. I'm not sure if it has it. I don't think it does, but... I know you can like. The good thing is, I have a lot to make fun of this movie. You can rent it online, and let's be real, go over to Steven and Susanna's. They may have it. Yeah, I think they do. I think I saw it at one point. Okay. Now you see me. Why does it Okay, so first off, now you see me actually is an enjoyable film. Now they do some impossible quote unquote magic in it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but it's very much like movie magic. Yes, for sure. <laughs> but it's fun. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, I think uh, Penn and Teller were like a part of like the producer, like mm-hmm. like they they were like the on set magicians. Yeah, um, yeah. And so a lot of the characters actually learned a lot of sleight of hand for it. Mm-hmm. Okay, what you got for me? Wasn't Morgan Freeman the bad guy in that movie? I think so. Okay, or maybe he was just like. With, or they like screw him over or with him. They yeah, like I think they screw him over. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Um, Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Golly. Anyways, 
Um, so, speaking of Chris Tucker. Here we go. <laughs> Jackie Brown income. I got a film for you that oh, we goodness. need to watch. And we're going to watch it together. Because I just love this movie so much. I actually watched this movie just recently, like a couple of weeks ago. I've seen it like several times, but I recently just watched it a couple of weeks ago. Um, it's on HBO Max. Um, it is Jackie Brown. Quentin Tarantino, who also did The Hateful Eight that you've seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, You're going to make me watch all his movies. Yes, I will. <laughs> yes, yes, we will. We will watch all of his movies. Um, it's a phenomenal heist movie um, involving Pam Greer, you know, uh, oh, what's his name? Um, Michael Keaton, trying to, Samuel Jackson, Robert De Niro. You, I mean, there's like a killer cast in this one. It is so good. Um, you'll love it. I'll love it. We'll both love it. Okay, well, that sounds like a plan to me. So if you want to check out Scooby-Doo or Rush Hour, you can find them in your local bargain bin. There you go. I don't know if they're streaming anywhere. They might be on like Amazon Prime or something. Yeah, you could probably like, pay pay a little pay like for four bucks. Yeah, which um, is what you'd probably pay in the bargain bin. Yeah, you're right. Bucks, yeah. At least you get to keep them there. Though. Yeah. Um, if you want to watch Jackie Brown, you can find that on HBO Max. Or if you want to watch Now You See Me, I know you can rent it on Prime as well. Um, but it's probably somewhere like eBay, that thing. You can get it for like 99 cents probably. Yeah. Uh, but that's all the time that we have for today. We hope that you enjoy your Independence Day weekend, shoot some fireworks, spend time with family, barbecue it up. Me and you are going to grill some and hopefully have a good time. And maybe I'll beat him in some contain as well. Mm-hmm. But we hope his eyes grew large. They're like, yeah, right. You're trash. Yeah, yeah. He calls me a snake because I beat him so much. Mm. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, that's it. Yep. So we will see you next time on Recommended. Y'all have a great day.